So, Tegan, one of the stories we return to again and again is which painkillers, analgesics, work for what pain? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I just always thought that pain was pain, but it's not. No, there are two types of pain broadly. There's probably lots of types of pain. Neuropathic pain, which can include long-term pain where there's no obvious physical cause anymore. There might have been one to start with, but there isn't in the end. And nociceptive pain, where there is something harmful going on in the body causing pain at that time. Like cancer? Like cancer, exactly. Now, the default with cancer pain has been to put people on opioids, drugs like morphine, but they have side effects. They make you drowsy, mess with your gut, causing nausea and constipation, can affect your breathing, and may even not be good for the cancer itself. And then there's addiction and dependence. According to a review of scientific literature by researchers at the University of Sydney, the studies of the treatment of cancer pain leave much to be desired, and non-opioids might be at least as effective for some people, like aspirin, for example. The lead author was Dr. Christina Abdel-Shahid, who's in the University of Sydney's School of Public Health. Christina, welcome back to The Health Report. Thanks for having me, Norman. So the reviews you looked at for this review studied what exactly? So this was the most comprehensive review on the topic of uh, cancer opioid medicines for cancer pain management. And we looked at basically everything, clinical trial evidence, guideline review recommendations. And we also looked at observational studies, uh, evaluating the harms of opioids, the effect of opioids uh, on the immune system and potential interactions with anti-cancer therapies as well. And what did you find? So we found a couple of things. I think the main finding from this review was, as you mentioned earlier, that surprisingly for background cancer pain, so constant pain at rest uh, that is caused by cancer, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medicines such as aspirin, diclofenac, paroxicam, ketorolac can be just as good as some commonly used opioid medicines. And I just want to to clarify that this is pain outside of the end-of-life situation. So we're not talking about the use of things like morphine uh, for pe- to alleviate suffering um, and respiratory d- depression or distress at the end of life. We're talking about people with chronic cancer pain who have in, usually have a good chance at, at survival. And it's in these people that um, anti-inflammatory medicines and the antidepressant medicine, imipramine, may be just as effective as opioids. And this antidepressant, imipramine, it's probably not the antidepressant effect. It's it's been a drug that's been shown to have effects beyond its antidepressant effect on the brain. Uh, that That is true. Um, and it's also a medicine that doesn't come without side effects. So I think what's important and the key takeaway from this review is that there is no one-size-fits-all approach, but it is important for doctors and patients to have access to this information to be able to make informed decisions. The other finding that was surprising from this review was that commonly used opioids such as morphine, hydromorphone, oxycodone, there, there was very limited or even no evidence comparing those medicines to placebo in rigorous clinical trials. So the reality is outside of the end-of-life situation, we actually have important unanswered questions about the effectiveness and tolerability of these medicines in this population group. And there's a, and there's a general belief that morphine is the best of the bunch, 
That's certainly the prevailing view uh, globally. And even if you look at uh, guideline recommendations from Europe, Japan, uh, and various other countries, you'll certainly find that morphine is the number one recommended opioid for cancer pain management. Without the evidence to back it up. That's the very interesting result from from this review. So it actually, um, there is a very obvious gap in the evidence with regards to the effectiveness of morphine for background cancer pain and breakthrough cancer pain for that matter. Uh, So this is something that definitely uh, requires urgent sort of attention from clinicians, researchers, and needs to be addressed in rigorous clinical trials in the future. What's the story that these drugs may interfere with the cancer itself? Yeah, so Norman, I just wanted to um, stress that this is very preliminary evidence. It's by no means definitive, but there has been some small retrospective studies in humans uh, which have shown that there is a potential for some opioids like morphine, like oxycodone, like fentanyl, uh, to interact with common anti-cancer therapies such as checkpoint uh, inhibitors. Um, Now, this comes from... Uh, very small-sized studies, retrospective in nature, so it's not the best quality evidence. But they are sending a signal that perhaps we need to look at, examine this more closely in prospective clinical trials or prospective cohort studies, because if that's true, that there is some form of a negative interaction that may impact survival rates, for example, or may impact the efficacy of these anti-cancer treatments, then I think people out there will want to know about that. So in summary then, there's a good argument from what you're saying is to not jump in straight away to these um, heavy-duty opioids and to build up from there with this, with the stock of medicines that are really off the shelf in many ways that can be used before you have to resort to them, which is probably what a lot of pain specialists do already. Certainly, um, what we're suggesting is judicious prescribing of these medicines. Currently, what we're seeing is that, uh, yes, many doctors do prescribe these non-opioid alternatives prior to considering, you know, more heavy-duty opioids. Uh, But in many cases, depending on the severity of the pain, some people will uh, go straight to an opioid medicine. And because of the prevailing view that these are the most effective for moderate to severe cancer pain. And what we found was that some of these more um, basic, I guess, uh, analgesic medicines or uh, ones that aren't associated with the same risks as opioids like dependency and overdose and so on can be just as effective even for moderate to severe cancer pain. Christina, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Norman. Dr. Christina Abdel-Shahid, who's at the University of Sydney School of Public Health. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.